in life will determine your altitude and how close you are with God. So your attitude determines your altitude. And so I'm going to just give you a quick definition of attitude that we're using here today because uh, I want to use the Webster's one and, and actually the Bible dictionary is kind of similar. It says a feeling or way of thinking that affects a person's behavior. A feeling or a way of thinking that affects a person's behavior. A lot of us that call themselves Christians, what I see in the church is they're living in bad attitudes and they're wondering why the things that are happening to them. They accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, yet they're not walking as Jesus walked on this earth. A lot of it has to do with what comes up here and then our mental thoughts turn into habits, which then turn into, well, let me read what stronghold means and you'll get it. Here's what the definition of a stronghold is. Spiritual strongholds begin with a thought. One thought becomes a consideration. A consideration develops into an attitude. Now remember, what did I say what an attitude was? It's a feeling or a way of thinking that affects your behavior. Attitudes repeated become a habit. A habit establishes a power base for the enemy. And that is a stronghold. All of us were created by Jesus Christ in his image by God to be placed and be part of the image of Jesus Christ. He lives in us when we accept him. What a beautiful gift. God so loved the world that he came in and said, I'm going to give you my son and he's going to die for you. And so that everything that he is, then he can put on you and everything that you are not and all the crud and all the sin and all the junk and all the trauma and all the pain and all the issues that ever come on you, you are now can put on him and he will take that for you. It's called the great exchange. And sometimes we just don't get it because it seems like it's too good. It's too, why? It can't be that simple. And so we start getting these attitudes in our mind and we invite things into our mind, which then take us into places of strongholds. And then Christians, Christians who have actually accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior have actual strongholds in their life. And I'm going to tell you right now, anything in your life that's not from Jesus Christ can be taken off of you today before you walk out the door. And when we start to alter ministry, that's how it's going to be. We're going to call forth for that to happen in your life. You don't need to carry any of that stuff. And by the way, if we carry anything that's not from God on us, it's not his fault because he died for us so that we can give him everything. If we're carrying junk, it's because we allowed junk and we took on that junk. And here's a thought for you. If Jesus did that, and we know he did because the word says so, that he died on the cross so that he could give us everything he is, and we can give him all our junk, why would we ever carry any trauma, any trouble, any dis-ease, any issues in our lives? Aren't we telling Jesus when we take that stuff on that your gift is not good enough, that what you did on the cross is not good enough, that I'm going to carry this stuff, and I don't believe you because I need to carry it myself, and I'm going to try to work all this out myself? I had somebody in the morning service says, you don't understand how much I fight this stuff all the time. And I says, that's your problem. You are never meant to fight this stuff all the time. 
he was supposed to fight it. You're supposed to give it to him. And we, we, and it's hard to take because it's so simple. But we don't believe it. So we get a stronghold in our mind. Let me tell you a story. I've told it many times. But this little girl found an eagle's egg. And she took the eagle's egg. And they had all kinds of chickens. And they put it in with the chicken in the chicken coop. And the eagle egg hatched. And this eagle, as it began to grow, began to observe its environment. And as it lived in this environment, it began to peck like a chicken. It began to flop like a chicken and kind of get up on its roost. And as they let it run out of the chicken pen, it acted just like chicken, putting its beak in the, in the dirt, walking around, because he walked by what he saw in his environment instead of walking by faith in who he really was. And so one day, this bird comes flying over, majestic bird, soaring high. And he says to the other chickens, what is that? I would love, I would love to be like that bird. Well, it's an eagle. Come on, all of us were created on this earth, put here for a purpose and a plan to soar for Jesus Christ. But many of us are sitting in the chicken pen because we see it with the environment around us and we take the junk of the world and we begin to walk by sight instead of walking by faith and we become the chicken instead of the eagle that was caused or created to soar. You were created to soar. It says that those who wait on the Lord, what, are going to mount up like on wings like eagles. Come on, we're going to soar. So our attitudes, wrong thinking, sometimes get us in a place where we take on junk of the world and it gets on us. And you know the coolest thing about Jesus? It doesn't matter where we're at, how bad we've gotten, how far we've gotten from him. All he says is repent, which means turn, and come run into me. Give me all that stuff. And I'll accept you just as you are, as you give it to me. And I'm going to put all of my righteousness on you. And then I'm going to walk you into the throne room of Daddy, Abba Father, and let him love on you a little bit. Some of you need some loving from Abba Father, Daddy. But you think that you're not good enough because of all the junk that's on you. And you've been holding on to it. And you've been trying to fight it. Some of you have been hurt and molested as you were younger. Some of you have been beaten. Some of you have got junk on you. Some of you have got disease on you. Some of you have been in accidents where the trauma of the accident has hit you. I'm going to tell you right now, all that's going to come off of you today. And you're going to walk in who you were created to be. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take communion in a few minutes. And in the place of communion, what Jesus tells us is, do this in remembrance of me because my body was broken so that your body would not be. My blood was shed so that your blood would not be. I am putting all my righteousness now on you because I am now resurrected, seated where? At the right hand of the Father. And I ever live now to make intercession for you. And by the way, Ephesians 2.6 says, Spiritually, you are also seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, right? Is that true or is it not? Is that the word of God or is it not? Am I making something up here or does the word of God say that?
And if the word of God says that, why aren't we doing it? Are all the promises of God yes and amen? So be it. Or are we saying, no, those promises aren't for me because I'm not good enough? Or those promises aren't for me because, after all, you've got to get holy first to get them. I don't see anywhere in the scripture that you've got to get holy first before you can accept Jesus Christ. He takes you as you are. And then after you get to that place, stop taking the junk on you. Now, let's say if I get stupid and give part of my house back, this vessel back to the enemy, then that's my fault. But the coolest thing is, is all I got to do is repent, turn around and come back to Jesus. And he accepts me. We're going to do some repenting today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Philippians 2.5 says, Your attitude should be that of Jesus Christ. Our attitudes or our way of thinking which causes us to act should be the same as the attitude of Jesus Christ. How does that happen? Because I can't work that up myself. I can't become like Jesus myself. It becomes by, again, yielding simply to him and allowing him to put it on us. We've got to get this as a church. Next week, Pastor Brenda wants to anoint us on Pentecost Sunday into the spiritual warfare that's all around this area. Loving on people and, and getting them out of their, their addictions and their heartache and their hurt and helping people. But how are you going to help somebody else when you're just as in need of help as, some, as the other people? You know, the church is sickly right now. I see a paraplegic church that needs to rise up out of her wheelchair, almost like a sleeping beauty thing. It's time to wake up. Sleeping beauty needs a kiss from Jesus Christ and rise up and become who she's supposed to be because he's coming back for a clean, glorious church. And right now, if he's looking at you, are you clean and glorious in his eyes? And if you're not, it's not about your acts. It's about his righteousness loving on you and allowing it to become part of you. So I'm going to ask um, the ushers if they'd come forward. We're going to pass out the communion elements because Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me. Why? Because my body was broken for you, and I want you to remember it all the time. I want you to know and understand all the time what that means. I want you to accept my blood all the time and understand and know what it means. Here's one of the greatest things I know of how to stay in that place. Repent, repent, repent. Now that sounds religious, but what it means is every time I take a step away from Jesus, I turn around and take a step back. Repentance actually means, repent means turn around. That's all that word means. Some of us need to do some turning around today. So as the elements come out for communion, I want you to examine yourself. What is one thing that you'd like to get rid of today? Matter of fact, what are the things you'd like to get rid of today in your life that you've been struggling with? Turn to Jesus right now in the area of those things right now. Begin to think about those. Is there anything in your life that you'd like to do better? Anything in your life? Come on, dream big, because actually, didn't he die? And he's something bigger than this? I want to ask you a question. Is there anything greater than the blood of Christ? If there's nothing greater than the blood of Christ, then dream big. Is there anything in your life that trumps the blood of Christ? 
Dream big. What is it that you want to get rid of? I'm going to tell you right now, God's going to take some things off of some people today. One of the things I saw in the first service, I see it here now, is that some of you have put some heavy weight on yourselves because you are in a place of anxiety or worry, and you kind of ate a lot, and you got a little heavier than you should. Supernatural weight loss is going to happen right in this service. You're going to see people lose weight in this service today before they go out. I also believe that those who uh, were part of cutting themselves have tracks. Those scars will be gone before you walk out of here today. Every one of them. I guarantee it. In the name of Jesus. Any residual stuff that you brought in here that's not part of Jesus before you walk out of here today, as you repent and lay it down, will be gone. Because that's a promise from Jesus Christ. Amen? What is it that you want to get rid of the most that you're having trouble with? Quit fighting. Quit trying to do it yourself. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Um, as they're dispersing the elements, I'm going to read a scripture. It's in Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Listen to this scripture. It's so cool. It says, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with a glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Is that happening in your life all the time? If it isn't, he's saying you can be this way. Why? Because of him. Look at verse 12, the next verse. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing continual joy. Don't give up in the time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Amen. So examine yourselves right now. I'm just asking you, please, be right with Jesus right now with God. What is it in your life that you need him to take? What do you need to lay at the foot of the cross right now? What wrong thinking and attitudes do you have? And I'm going to tell you it's that easy. Quit trying to work at it in your flesh. You can't. Give it to him at the cross. And then say, Jesus, Jesus, it's yours. Amen? Um, the body, we're going to take the bread first, but I'm going to read a scripture. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Listen to this with your heart. Listen to this with your spirit. The words of Jesus Christ. Because this isn't just for somebody out there. This is just isn't for somebody that just walked by or, oh, that was a good story. This is for you right now, today. Matthew 8, 16. That evening, the people were brought to him, Jesus. Many who were demonized. And by Jesus only speaking a word of healing over them, they were totally set free from their torment. Some of you need to be set free from your torment today. Come on, totally set free. Not just like, oh, that was cool, I got it today, but I'm going to go and get it back. No, totally set free. And as the verse goes on, and everyone who was sick received their healing. Everyone who is sick can receive his healing. Everyone in here, everyone can receive their healing. 
verse 17. In doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our weaknesses, and he carried away our diseases, and he made us well. That verse in Isaiah, those verses in Isaiah, I'll go to that and read them. It's in Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. is where this prophecy comes from in verse 17. I'm going to read them. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. But, in fact, he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows and pains. And we ignorantly assume that he was stricken and struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by him. But... He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell upon him. And by his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. Because of his broken body, we are healed. All the bad attitudes, all the strongholds, all the junk, all the sickness, all the disease, all the crud of the world that's trying to get on us. He's saying, I took it, and I want to take yours right now. Are you willing to give it to me? Why are you carrying that? Why? Let's partake of the body of Christ By his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, examine yourself. Is there anything else you need to give to him right now? Is there anything? The blood. I'm going to read from Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews 9.14 says, Yet how much more? Will the sacred blood of Jesus, the Messiah, Messiah, thoroughly cleanse our consciences? You want to get a clean head? You want to get your attitudes together? His blood cleanses that. As I go on reading the verse, it says, For by the power of the eternal spirit he has offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice, a sacrifice now that frees us from dead works to worship and serve the living God. He has freed us. Come on, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Is that in the Bible? Is that a verse? Are you free indeed right now in every area of your life? If you're not, he has that for you and wants to give it to you today before you leave here. So as we look to that and say, your blood frees me sets me free. I believe it. I am doing this in remembrance of you. Let's partake of the blood of Christ. And if I can have you come on up, Amy. I'm not going to have a long speaking service today. We are going to have some altar ministry today. I'm going to start speaking stuff off you. I already see heaven falling in this place. I already see things like diabetes gone in Jesus' name. I see fibromyalgia leaving people in Jesus' name. 
I see uh, trauma that people are walking and leaving in Jesus' name. I see those that have been injured by others, that when you give it to Jesus, that peace coming over you and bring you into the place that he's always wanted to take you. Come on, I see supernatural weight loss happening in the mighty name of Jesus. I see him doing those things because he said he would. Here's the, the real key to Christianity. Is he big enough to take all that from you? Why do we say that, but not live that? What he's saying today is, I don't want you to just say it with your mouth. I want you to actually believe it and actually do it. Cleansing fire fall. Cleansing fire fall in this place. Let the, your love just fall in this place. Touch each one. Everyone here has given you something or some things, many things. You see it. And you promised in your word that you'd take care of it. You are not a liar and you cannot lie. So either your word is totally true and the issue is, is we just haven't released it to you. Help us to release all before you. We thank you, Jesus. I'm going to end with one more story, then we're going to have some altar ministry time. And I know that right now there's an anointing in this place. And I know that Jesus is going to touch you where you're at. But also, I can I will lay hands on those who, and I know that there's a flow that I will be able to break off some things if you allow. Not me, but him flowing through this vessel. I'll tell you a story. There was a guy who owned a house. We're all of the house of Jesus Christ, aren't we? Every one of us. Where does he live? He lives in this vessel. So there was a guy who owned a house. And Jesus came to live with him. And he said, Jesus, you can have this bedroom up here in the house. So Jesus is living in the bedroom. So at night, there was a knock on the door. And as the man opened the door, there was the devil. And the devil came in with some of his demons and some junk and began to beat the tar out of the guy. Began to just beat him up all night long, this one. All night long. Wounded him. Beat him. And the morning came. The enemy left. And the man laid there bloodied and hurt and junk of the enemy all over him. And Jesus comes down from the bedroom and he says, Jesus, what... Didn't you hear all that? Why weren't you? Didn't you hear what happened? You didn't protect. Why? What's going on? Why? 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 They begin to blame Jesus. Jesus says, hey, you only gave me the bedroom. That's where I was. So then the man says, okay. Well, I'm going to give you all the house all the house except this one area because you know it's kind of this is my area this is mine and I've got some stuff here I don't want you to be part of and this is mine so I'm going to take this little area here but I'm going to give you all the rest of the house so you know what happens the next night that night gets the same type of knock on the door opens the door and there's a door to that part of the house that he's in 
The enemy comes on him again. Same thing. Puts junk all over him. Beats him up. Sunrise comes. The enemy's gone. Jesus walks into that room. Man says, I don't get it. I don't understand you. You're not there for me. What are you doing here? I, I've tried everything. I fought with the enemy. I tried everything I could. Why weren't you there for me? And Jesus said, well, you never gave me this room. That's how we are sometimes. We give Jesus parts of us, but then we keep on to part of it, and we're wondering why we're warring in that area. So the guy finally gets it. He says, Jesus, it's all yours. I yield everything to you. You paid such a high price for this home. Why would I even want to hang on to any? And by the way, you probably can do a better job of protecting it than I do. So he gives everything to Jesus, the whole house. The whole house is now Jesus. Knock on the door that night. The man's like, oh, same knock. Man starts to walk to the door. Jesus taps him on the shoulder and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to answer the door. He says, no, you're not. He says, this is my house. I will answer the door. Jesus throws open the door. The devil on the other side is like, whoa, we got the wrong house. Oh, no, it's Jesus. Oh, run, run. Jesus says, go and take all your junk with you. I own this house now and don't come back. Every time you come to this door, you're going to see me. Come on, that's what we are in Christ when we give ourselves totally to Jesus. And that's who we are. I want you all to run up here right now because we're going to start getting some stuff off you guys. Run. Don't waste time. Come up here now. Run. I see heaven in this place right now. I see the ownership of the house saying, will you give me the house? Are you willing to lay it down right now? Come on, are you willing to lay it down right now? Some of you may walk out of here saying, no, I'm not. That's between you and Jesus. But I believe that he wants to touch every single one of you, everyone in this place, and saying, will you repent? Will you turn back to me? Will you give it all to me? And if you do give it all to me, Come on. I will oversee a house. I call forth right now in the name of Jesus. Supernatural weight loss over all those who through anxiety and stress and through attacks of the enemy have gotten their bodies a little bit out of where it should be and where God wanted it. I call cancer to be gone in the name of Jesus. This is a cancer-free zone. By the way, in Jesus' house, would there be cancer? Would there be? I'm asking a question. What, if Jesus owned the whole house, could cancer reside in the house? Because everything in heaven, he is. And in heaven, is there any cancer? Come on, is there any migraines in heaven? I want you to lay hands on each other somebody next to you just put your hand out to somebody who's close to you right now and we're going to pray for each other right now so just put your hand out to a person next to you and I want you to repeat after me Jesus you own the whole house 
I'm giving it all to you. I repent for trying to fight these battles. I give them to you. These issues in me and the person I'm praying for are yours. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's start worshiping the Lord. Let's just believe that he is going to do what he said to do. He's going to do right now, today, that there will be a change. Come on, a change right now. Don't walk out of this place until you know that you've got things right with him. Lay everything before him. The house is his. Give him the title deed.